Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. We are super excited to meet you, by the way. So I'm Melissa. I'm Jamie. I'm Tiffany. And normally nice my sister Jessica's here too. So nice. Oh, yeah. neat. This is fun. Which, by the way, I finished Aaron's story and I loved it. It's good. It's like my favorite, I think, of the whole series. (laughs) I loved writing that book. Yeah, I I think I'm the only one that got a picture, a a copy of it. So, Um, so you enjoyed writing that one? Yes. Oh my goodness, that one. I love them all, but something about that one just flowed and it just, the characters just were alive from, from the beginning. Like before I started writing, I just knew them so completely and I really love that book. So, yeah, that was one of my favorites. So um, what led you to become an author then? Oh, that's a great question. Um, So I have always loved reading. Um, And I've always loved story and I liked writing in high school. I loved creative writing, um, but I never, ever thought that I could write an actual book. Um, But then after I was married and had my first two kids, um, I I was working in in big town, um, the big city of Charlotte. And I just felt stuck. Like, I just felt like something was missing for my life. I had two kids and a husband, so I I shouldn't have felt that, but I did. So I wrote my bucket list. That was kind of a big thing back then. Um, And it was, I had a number of different things on it. Write a book that was published, um, learn to play the guitar, learn to play Spanish, visit Europe, all these things. Um, So write a book that's published was the cheapest thing on there. (laughs) So I thought, well, (laughs) let me start with that one. Um, I didn't realize how hard that would be. Um, but I, I went to my library and got a bunch of craft books and, you know, I'd always loved stories. So I thought it would be easy, but, um, it was was much harder than I expected. Um, but as I was writing that first book, which that first book was the rancher takes a cook, um, as I was writing it, I, I realized, wow, I love this. This is my me time. Um, and it just, brought something to life inside me. Um, and that was definitely God's hand leading me through all that. Um, because, because that's, um, just been a journey since then. Um, I, I stayed at my job in Charlotte for another couple years and then eventually quit to write full time. So um, neat. I feel like I'm, um, like we're kind of, I'm kind of going through that, but several years later behind you. Cause I feel the same way. Like, like I like my job, don't get me wrong, but there's yeah. like, like you're talking about, like there's just something missing. And, but when I get to sit down and write or yes. read or work on the podcast, I am like, just so like full yes. of energy and I'm something loving comes it. So alive inside you. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly so it was that's me. so neat. <laughs> there's definitely hard days there are many days that the story doesn't come or I have to make word count and I just it's just torture um but yeah. even the hard days in this are um so much better than than the good days before so yeah love it. yeah that's so neat so what was your inspiration for the hearts of Montana series 
Oh, that's a good idea. Or uh, the great question. Um, so this is the first series that I wrote for Bethany House. Um, and Bethany House was kind of my dream publisher. Um, even growing up, all the books that I loved the most, I realized were published by Bethany House. Um, so getting to work with them was was just a dream come true. Um, and we went through several different series ideas before um, I came up with Micah and Ingrid's story um, of trying to get the smallpox vaccines to this little town in the Rocky Mountains and um, just the devastation that Ingrid experienced along the way. Um, and I already loved riding mountain men at the time, just very um, the strong, silent type very um, separated from the rest of the world and maybe a little bitter. Um, I really loved writing that character and then mixing that character with um, a woman from back East who's very cultured and just, you know, real fish out of water experience. Um, and I don't know that there was like one moment that I came up with the idea for, for that first book which eventually fed into the series as I got to know the characters. Um, but it was just a little bit as a, at a time. The story just kind of unfolded as I dug into it. So it's, that's not a super exciting answer, but that's the way, <laughs> that's the way this series has been for me. It's been a journey. Um, just yeah. getting to know the characters and seeing what, what they experience. So, yeah. Neat. So that being said, I guess for the Hearts of Montana, who was the easiest character to write for that series? It would probably be one of the guys. Um, like I said, I love I love writing that mountain man. Um, mm -hmm. So it's probably either Micah from book one or Aaron from this latest book, um, Honors, or, yeah, Honors Mountain Promise. My older brother was my best growing up and, and still is, um, but he was very much the strong, silent type, um, kind of a cowboy, um, and he was just always my hero. And the very first Mountain Man story that I wrote, which was The Lady and the Mountain Man, David, my older brother, was my inspiration for the hero. And so um, he's not bitter and grumpy and all that, but he is kind of the strong, <laughs> silent type. And um, so I, when I write especially when I wrote Micah, um, I was thinking about David as I wrote him. And so he just, he came so easily. And then when I really dug into Micah's backstory of um, having lost his wife and daughter and the letters he would write to his daughter as he's just still trying to process that grief, even so many years later, he just really came to life for me. So I really like that touch. Did you guys enjoy the letter part? Yeah. yeah. There's just yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of loss in your, in the first book, isn't there? It there is, really is. I um, even cried when he had to put the mule down. That was so <laughs> heartbreaking. And then this, oh, and then talking about the other one, seeing it. Yeah. Like, oh, he loves his friend. Uh, yeah. I even put a note in the book, like, mm -hmm. no author has made me cry at the mm -hmm. death of an animal before. Like, well, besides where the red fern grows, right? Yes, <laughs> yes way, of course. Way you captured yellow, that, but... The way she captured, the way you captured that emotion, like, even just, like, it wasn't just writing about the, the animal having to be put down. It was so, like, as that mountain man looking over, being able to see the animal, like, relate to understanding the feelings, like, losing a friend. It was just like, yeah. oh, my gosh, like, yeah. you brought the animals to life. It was just, <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. 
that's personal experience. Um, we, I grew up, my older brother and I rode horses and we, we raised horses and we, um, we experienced, you know, we lost some horses in some really sad ways sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, um, having a horse that, you know, the best thing for them is to put them down, but, oh, it's so hard. It is so hard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we um, so my sisters and I, we grew up with horses, too. And I think that's probably why I cried, because <laughs> my horse and one of my other sister's horses, I had a um, a male and she had a female and yeah. they were just like they like ruled the herd, I guess, because we had like five or six horses. But it's like everyone followed their lead and they were just a pair, yes. such a pair. Oh. And oh. so um, in the my sister's horse was older and we ended up having to put her down. She had like a heart attack or something. I'm not, the yeah. doctor wasn't real sure, but um, right. she couldn't get back a stroke. That's what it was. Cause she couldn't get back oh. up. Um, yeah. And so my horse was so distraught. And so I think that's why oh. I could really oh. connect. And it, go, it just was like, Oh my word. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. Those are tough times sometimes with your pets. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but you wrote it really well. So, um, so we'll go, we'll move on. <laughs> Who was the hardest character for you to write? Oh, um, so as you sent me some of these questions beforehand, which I'm really glad because I, I had to really dive into some of these um, because it, you know, some of the books I wrote several years ago, um, yeah. I think definitely it was one of the women, um, probably Joanna. Um, maybe Joanna or Laura um, from, so Joanna from book two and Laura from book three. Um, and I don't know why it was harder for me to write those. Joanna, I, I mean, I don't have that much in common with, I, I have five kids, but I've never had one kidnapped, but I could yeah. definitely imagine, you know, the, the awfulness of that. So I, I should have related really well to her, but um, that was just, I think maybe that might be why her story was even a little bit harder to write because it's just so awful to imagine one of my kids being kidnapped and just the desperation. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really hard as a mom, but I, I loved writing them. It was just a little harder. So. Mm -hmm. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. So the next question, how did you come up with so many twists and turns your characters go through? Um, that's a really good question. So I, for me, once I really get to know the characters, I do plot the book ahead of time. Um, so I plan out a lot of the twists and turns, but, um, the books always deviate from what I expect to write as I get to know the characters and as they come alive to me, um, they just kind of take their own path. Um, and I usually don't know, I kind of know what I want to happen near the end, like the big picture. Um, but it's usually a very, very fuzzy picture. Um, and so I just kind of wait till I get near the end and, and see what's going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see it as much as the reader is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have, um, some critique partners and some brainstorming partners that if I just really get stuck, they'll start to throw out ideas and, and suddenly one will grab me. Yes. That's what happens. That's what happened. I yeah. just didn't <laughs> see it yet. 
I just, I had to ask that question because I don't think I've ever read another author that had so many things like pop up for like yeah. challenges for the, um, for them, which is great. I was like, oh my good, what, goodness, yeah. one more thing that they have to like overcome, like with their injuries. Yeah. I don't like to get bored when I write. So yeah, uh, it usually keeps the story moving pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this is always fun. What actors could you see playing each of the heroes in the series? <laughs> oh, this is fun. Um, and I, this is the part where I confess that um, when I started writing, because I do have you know family and everything, I don't get to watch much TV. So I know very few of like the the actors within the last ten years. Um, I did do Pinterest boards for these books um, and I, I would just find, you know, pictures of this is what I think the hero looks like, or this is what the heroine looks like. And so um, to figure out this, the answer to this question, I had to go back to my Pinterest boards and see, okay, which actor is this? <laughs> so, and most of my, my hero inspirations did happen to the actors. Thank goodness. Um, so for Micah, um, Ken Yaman, who's a Turkish actor, a lot of people probably don't know who he is, but he was my inspiration for Micah. Um, and he is, is a very attractive, uh, he would make a very nice mountain man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for Isaac, it was Bradley Cooper which probably most readers will know him. Definitely the scruffier version. Um, and for book three, Nate, um, it was Christian Hogue. Um, and Nate and Aaron were twins, but not identical twins. So Aaron in book four, um, it's Chris Hemsworth. And again, all of these guys, definitely the scruffier versions to play kind of the mountain men characters. It's Chris um, Hemsworth Thor. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. 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 Yes. He's the only one I knew because I don't. I hardly watch any TV anymore either. But <laughs> no. yeah. you knew three out of four. Yeah. Okay. No. And My oldest daughter knows them well. <laughs> yes. I I have realized, especially as I was looking back through the Pinterest boards at, at the inspiration. Uh, like each of the guys matches exactly how I picture that person in my in my head. Oh um, neat. But I do definitely have a type for, for my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, that's that's fun. Um, it's a good type, though. It's yeah. a good type. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. That's funny. <laughs> We're, we'll flip it and then ask what about the actresses then for your for your heroines. So this was a really hard question um, because my I realized my inspiration pictures are not actually actresses. They're um, okay. Oftentimes they ended up being more clothing models um, and okay. not well-known models either. And so the short answer is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to search, but um, so many of, of the ladies, the heroines in the stories are just have a, a really softer look to them. Mm -hmm. um, so you can go to my Pinterest um, boards. So Misty and Beller, um, Exactly my interest handle. Um, and you can see the, the inspiration there. Most yeah. of the women are have a softer look, but just kind of have that inner strength. And you can kind of see that inner strength in 
in them and inspiration in the pictures. Yeah, that's neat. We interviewed um, Jody Hedlund a couple months ago, like yes. in January, I think it was. I love yeah, she said that you're, her, too. you're like her. Um, what does she say? Like you're you're her role model or something. Oh like, Missy can goodness. do it. I can do it. <laughs> um, I feel the exact opposite. <laughs> like, if Jody can do it, I can do it. She's amazing. That's funny. Um, she didn't do uh, actors or anything. She said because we did her Colorado Cowboys series. Yeah, she said yeah. she just looked up. Uh, she literally googled um, hot cowboy pictures. so you're definitely not the only one that doesn't go straight to an actor or actress though (laughs) it's crazy all right so what are some spiritual lessons you hope your readers will walk away with after reading this series each book has its own kind of takeaways and the things that the characters learn and most times it was also something god was working with me in at the time But in general, my stories tend to have a theme of just learning to follow God's leading and trust that no matter how hard things are, because there are a lot of obstacles in my stories and they really go through some rough patches, but oftentimes those rough patches are there not just as obstacles for us to go around, but we can't actually get to the the good, the better life that God has planned for us without going through those. Um, So for example, in Hope's Highest Mountain book one, Micah could have never um, connected with Ingrid and just developed the special relationship and just happily ever after that they ended up with in Settler's Fort without, without his time in the wilderness. And it's, it's so sad that he lost his first wife and daughter, but God used those to build his character and to um, kind of like in Job's story in the Bible, you know, the end was, was wonderful. And um, Job had to go through those things to get to Mm -hmm. that wonderful end and to be the man that God wanted him to be so that he could be used the way God wanted to use him. So that's kind of the overarching theme of, of all of my books, quite honestly. I can definitely see that when um, reading it, especially with all the obstacles that you put in their way. But it is yes. true. We have to go through those fiery mm-hmm. trials. That's where he refines us, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We don't like it, but <laughs> no. And it never looks the way you're like, mm, I needed that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Can you tell us about some of the projects that you're working on right now? Yes. So I just finished book 10 in my call of the Rocky series, um, Joy on the Mountain Peak. Um, And that is going to be the final book in that series. Um, It was scheduled to release in August, but I've been working frantically to get it ready to release actually next month. So in April. um, So readers who have been working through that series will be really excited to finally get um, Ben's story, the final character. Um, And I'm getting ready to write book one in a brand new series. Um, and I'm super, super excited about this series. Um, so it's set on a ranch in the Montana Territory in the 1860s. So right around the time that the gold rush was big in the Montana Territory. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's set in a very remote ranch um, on a, a secret sapphire mine. Um, so it's going to be um, the Brothers of Sapphire Ranch is the series title. Sapphire Mountain Ranch is the series title. 
Um, so it's going to be really neat. They're going to be sounds um, interesting. Yeah, several of the stories are kind of accidental mail order ride stories. Um, oh. Book one, which I'm just really digging into right now. Um, it's six brothers who live on this remote mountain sapphire ranch. Um, and they take care of their niece and nephew, um, live there with them. Their sister passed away, and so they have her kids. Um, and the kids actually send away for a mail order bride without um, letting any of them in know. So, oh, I love <laughs> it's going to be great. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited about this. It's going to have the same feel to it that my book, The Lady in the Mountain Man, has. Um, okay. So, readers who have read that one will might be excited i hope that's neat when when do you i mean when do you hope to have that one out um i'm planning for that one book one to release in august um okay book two won't come out until next january and are you indie publishing those or are you going through um bethany house i'm indie publishing those i actually have another new series from bethany house coming out um in june so (laughs) it's a really busy year yeah that one's (laughs) called rocky mountain rendezvous um it's four sisters who go west um searching for um an indian woman who their father asked them to find on his deathbed um, just kind of a deathbed wish um and when they get there they actually travel with supply trains for the rendezvous the 1837 rendezvous and so they find themselves in this massive camp with thousands of men no no women except some indian women um who don't speak english and just trappers and native americans who just it's it becomes quite a quite an experience so (laughs) so that's that's a really fun series i can't wait to share that too that's awesome yeah those sound really great dig into those um, okay, so are there any other authors or books of your own that you would recommend for listeners who enjoyed your Hearts of Montana series? So my mountain series is, especially the first five books, has a very similar feel to it as the Hearts of Montana series. Really, all of my books, you know, are set in the Rocky Mountains, and so they, they have kind of similar themes and some are journeys and some are more settled um, just in remote cabins in the mountains. Some other authors who have similar feels, um, Jody Headland's cowboy books um, for sure do. And um, Lacey Williams is another good author friend of mine. Um, She has a historical romance series set in um, Wyoming, Wild Wyoming Heart series, uh, which is really good. Let's see, those are the two that are probably most similar feel as my books there's definitely some bethany house authors who not exactly the same feel like mary keneally um hers are a little more yeah. rom-com um mm-hmm. but they're still set kind of in the same time period and um yeah cowboys so. yes yeah we've read um some of her series last year i think in our book club we did her brothers in arms Oh, yeah. I hope you've read that one. Yeah. She definitely, her and Margaret Brownlee have a lot of comedy in their romance. Yes. Yes, (laughs) they do. Every author has their own unique voice, they call it, in writing. That just, that unique perspective or angle or little thing that they put in that, um, that just, so it's, 
it's really hard to say, oh, this this person writes exactly like I do because there's, yeah. they're different. There's new, different nuances and different settings and different stuff. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So how can our listeners then get in touch with you? Um, my email newsletter is, is my favorite way to connect with readers. I'm very consistent with that so much more than on social media. <laughs> um, I am out there on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I'm starting to dabble my foot into TikTok. Um, but honestly, um, the best way for readers to really connect with me personally, um, is through my, my email newsletter. Um, so they can go to my website, mistyambeller.com. And I actually give away a free ebook um, when you sign up for my newsletter. So you can get a free um, copy of A Pony Express Romance, which is the ebook I'm giving away right now. And then I, I love getting emails back from readers from the newsletters or just, just to reach out and say hi. Yes, thank you for responding to my question about your book, too. I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry for the confusion on that. If any readers got um, the first release copies of um, Honors Mountain Promise, which is book four in the Arts of Montana series, it was accidentally labeled book five. I was originally going to add one more novella to that series, but God redirected the plans. So that one is book four, and it's the finale for the series, um, which I'm, I'm kind of sad to leave everybody. Um, yeah, I might at some point write another bonus blog or something, but is it hard to, when you get to the end of a series, is it hard to lay it down and pick up a new one? It is hard to think that I'm never going to get to write these characters again because they do just become like such good friends. I'm kind of going through that right now with my Call of the Rockies series, because like I said, I've been working frantically to get this last book ready for release next month. And I'm coming to terms with the fact I'm never going to get to write Beavertail and Susanna again. (laughs) You know, all these different characters, 10 books worth of people I just love and to like very good friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I feel. Not every author feels that way, but. Yeah. Well, and sometimes like, um, I don't know if you know Julie Lesman at all, but she has this O'Connor. Have you read her series? Yes, it's been years, but yes. Oh, they're so good. But then she keeps swooping back and doing little novellas in the middle because I think she just really enjoys that. Yeah, yeah. I I won't say never. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't actually plan to write Erin's story. The Hearts of Montana series was supposed to be complete with those three books. But I had so many readers reach out to me and say, when do we get Aaron's story? And I thought, well, he was kind of the bad guy or not completely, but, um, <laughs> but definitely not the, the super good guy. And then when I finally said, okay, I need to write Aaron's story. Um, and I went back and read the last chapter of, of book three of Nate's story and read that scene where um, Aaron and Laura are Aaron's apologizing for just being a jerk mm-hmm. and and how hard it's made her life. Um, I I realized in that moment, oh my goodness. Okay, yes, I really have to write his story. <laughs> I, having the the disconnection from it and then coming back and really remembering him at the end. Yes, mm-hmm. and and that was the point that his story really came to life for me. Um, so I'm glad readers asked for it for so long. Um, 
Yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think you're going to take it, right? I a couple pages while we were waiting. (laughs) She's going to steal that from me. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us, especially since you've got a a conference you've got going on, so, or retreat. Yeah, 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 this was so much fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it was a pleasure to meet you. Yes. And I'm sure we'll connect again with some of your other books that you have coming out. So, especially so. That, sounds one. that sounds really good. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm really excited about that one. That one has been so fun just to, I'm still in the brainstorming and plotting stages. I'll start writing it actually on Monday. Um, but I, I can't wait. I'm like, the people are alive in my head and, and are ready to like start their story Come already. Come out, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. Well, good luck with that. And um, like I said, I hope your retreat goes well today. So thank and you thank so you much for slipping out and talking with us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, this is great. Thanks for reaching out. Hey everyone, if you enjoy our content, please consider giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform or hitting the like button on our Rumble channel. These simple clicks by you help us reach more people. Thank you for your support and until next time, happy and blessed reading.